Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. to pray for you, to war the battle for you. This day is set aside for us to articulate or to share on the, in the areas of prayer, intercession, warfare, and the prophetic or the supernatural. Uh, we're living in a natural realm that's been affected by an invisible or supernatural realm. Every man, woman, boy, and girl alive on planet Earth it's been influenced by a higher, what people call power. Satan is a higher power. God is a higher power. But God is a higher, higher, higher power. He is the creator of all power. He's the source of power. He's the source of all things. So therefore, this day has been set aside for us to share from that realm, from that particular perspective, to help you to understand uh, the strategies, the manipulation of the works of darkness against humanity at large, but especially the church of the living God. Before we uh, share today, let's get some announcements out of the way. We'll be having our watch night service on December 31st, 2012, 10 p.m. The MC Suites Hotel Airport, located at 3974 South River Drive. Uh, that's the Mamad Port location. So we're expecting God to uh, speak to us to demonstrate His kingdom uh, to us on the 31st as we're preparing to leave 2012 and enter 2013, which we will never see again. And um, I'm excited about it. I'm in a spirit of expectation. Uh, the new year has already begun for me. My new has already started. My new started October the 7th, 2012. That was my new. So I'm taking my new into the new. So I'm excited about um, the kingdom of God being advanced in 2013 in me and through me, in you and through you. So... Uh, let's come together expecting God. All things are possible to them that believe. When the Son of them for believe is expectation. Uh, those of you that do join us on the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of every uh, month, uh, we do have a new number and code. Uh, the new number is uh, Erico code 712-432-3900. Area code seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred. The code is twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound. Call your families and friends from all over the nation and have us have them to join with us at five thirty, the last Monday, the last Tuesday, the last Wednesday of January. We will continue that out until the Lord does say the same. We do have reference numbers. 
that you want to go back and join with us in prayer intercession and warfare, you can join with us by going to our website, ejmpcc.com, and look at the different uh, reference number, look up the different reference numbers, and you can tap into that particular reference number and pray with us and war with us and battle with us. I shared a principle concerning um, the power of agreement a while back. Every time someone go to a reference number and reconnect to us in prayer, I want you to think about it. Every person that's on that line, we have over 100 and some people um, a day uh, on that line. One of the lines was cut off. Uh, one of those days was cut off. So that means the Bible says if it's two if any two agree on earth as touching anything they should ask, it shall be done for them and the Father which is in heaven. You got a hundred and some people agreeing with you. When you join, uh, go back to that reference number, you go back and pray that prayer uh, and join in in that prayer, rather. You got all those people that's on that line is backing you in agreement with you. When you pray, begin to join in in prayer. The Bible says one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand to flight. I dare you to try it. I dare you to go back to one of those references and begin to pray along with the prayer that was already released to the third heavens before the throne of God. Then all the faith on that line, all the authority on that line, all the power on that line is backing you. You just activated. The prayer is already going forth. But you are joining in, and, and, and what you're doing, you're really activating what has already gone forth. You're keeping it alive in your life, in your ministry, in your children's life, in your spouse life, in your business, in your finances, in your health. You are pushing back the powers of darkness that's been assigned to try to block and stop what God has assigned to you. So you got you got agreement authority backing you. You got agreement power backing you. So uh, the prayer is never over. You can continue to pray. So whatever area that God touched that Monday, that Tuesday, that Wednesday, and that thing hit touched you, that was the one that touched you. That's the one that that ministered to you. You keep on praying that, and you're not praying it. Asking God to do something, you are praying it to establish what God has already said. That's what we understand by prayer. Uh, there's different levels of prayer. The fundamental, uh, the fundamentals of prayer is petition. You going and asking God something. That's that's the that's the lowest level of prayer. Asking God to do something for you. The highest level of prayer will come in the areas of thanksgiving and praise from this particular perspective. Because when you're thanking someone for something, you're thanking them because you already received it. So that's why thanksgiving, praise, worship, the prayer of thanksgiving or the prayer of praise is the highest level of prayer. Because you're not moved by what you see, hear, smell, taste, and feel because God said it. You believed it. You thank him for it. The most natural thing to do when someone gives you something, thank you. So if you believe that you receive, why would I continue to pray? Thank you, Father. My prayer is shifted from petition to thanksgiving, to praise, to worship. And that's vital that we begin to understand that. That as your prayer 
shift from partition to thanksgiving to praise to worship, it causes heaven to move in an extraordinary way on your behalf. Why? Because you believe that you receive. You're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by what you hear, smell, taste, and feel. The Bible said that Abraham gave glory to God when everything appeared that God wasn't going to come through. It's no way in the world that God can do what he says he's going to do. Always understand that the natural is designed to try to block and stop the supernatural. But the supernatural is what created the natural, or the invisible is what created the visible. So Satan will always use what you can see, hear, smell, taste, and feel to try to get you to doubt what God has promised you. And what God has promised you, you can't see it. What God has promised you, you can't smell it, you can't taste it. Because it's coming from the realm of God. It's coming from a realm that you cannot see. But the realm that you cannot see is what created this realm that you do see. So Satan is a master manipulator. And my prayer to God that we would get this today and, and, and maybe have to reiterate it over and over and over and over. Because the problem with a lot of us Christians is we're inundated with Scripture, but liking the perception liking the insight in appropriating that scripture. The scriptures must become flesh. Jesus is the pattern for the church. And the Bible says, he that's a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word deceives himself, becomes self-deceived. But the problem with that is we allow people to be self-deceived. We are satisfied with people just sitting around the table and articulating Scripture, but knowing that the Scripture they're articulating is not a reality in their own life. So there's no conviction. Nobody, nobody challenged one another. It's like we're afraid to challenge one another. When a person quoting Scripture said, is that Scripture reality in your life? Have you appropriated that Scripture? Have you experienced that Scripture? But we satisfied with quoting them and not challenging one another. I believe that the body of Christ will be more powerful. I believe we'll, be, we'll, we'll see a greater manifestation and demonstration of the supernatural in this earth realm if we will hold each other accountable to what comes out of our mouth. The Bible says it this way. Paul says it this way, rather, in the, in the word of the Lord in Corinthians. He said, but when I preach to you the very thing that I have not experienced, I become a castaway. Or the word castaway then in the Greek simply means I become unqualified. And that's the problem in the church. We have a lot of people, a lot of us is quoting scripture unqualified because we have not experienced it. We refuse to allow God to bring you and I into an experiential knowledge of that word. To have to know the scripture and not experience them is what we would call from the Greek word, the knowledge, is genosis. It's the acquiring of knowledge. There's no power in the acquiring of knowledge. You hear people say, knowledge is power. That's, that's a, that's a, that is a, a statement that comes from this realm. But it does not come from the realm of God. 
It's not biblical. That knowledge is power. Knowledge really is not power. Knowledge appropriated is power. But to have the knowledge and don't appropriate it, the scripture says, I'm self-deceived. Satan didn't deceive me. I deceived myself. But we are satisfied. We love quoting scripture. It makes us feel good that I know something. No, you don't know. The word know in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word yara. Yara is intercourse. The definition is, is, is intimacy, is intercourse. When a man marries a wife, the Bible says that Adam knew Eve. That's the Hebrew word yara. He knew her. That means he experienced her. He had intercourse with her. He experienced a dimension with Eve that nobody else did. When a man marries, this is the way it's supposed to be biblically, the man should be a virgin and the woman should be a virgin. But if a man is a virgin, a woman is a virgin, and they come together, they get married, and they have relationship. He knew her. Adam knew Eve. So Adam knew or experienced a dimension of Eve that nobody else had. When a male virgin, female virgin come together and they have sexual relationship, that man know his wife, that woman know her husband, but nobody else know. They experience Yara. And that's what God want to bring us into Yara. Now, we don't don't think pervertedly as I'm sharing this. Think from a spiritual perspective. You know, intercourse is, is designed to, uh, uh, to represent when a man and a woman, and I, I don't want to get into this. I don't know why the Lord is speaking this, turning this thing over. But when a husband and a wife come together and they have sexual relationship, you know what they're saying? They're saying that we worship the Most High God. Our life, my life, my wife's life, we we are sending up worship before the Most High God. And true worship is 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 released out of intimacy. What I'm actually telling God, and what my wife is telling God, that there is nothing that is blocking us. I mean, there there's nothing that I'm hiding from Kathy. There's nothing Kathy is hiding from me. We're experiencing intimacy. And now intimacy now is worship. That's why the Bible said, they that worship God must worship God in what? Spirit. Spirit and what? Truth. So when a man is born again, a man is born again of what? The spirit. His spirit is not contaminated. His spirit, when a person is born again, his spirit is whole. There's no sickness or disease there. The man's born again because the man's spirit is is the the entity that connects the man to God. That where God can commune with man, God commune with man through His spirit, not His soul, not His body, but through His human spirit. Man, man comprehends it and understands it with his soul, soul part of his mind, or his mind part of the soul rather. So. As we begin to understand, 
intimacy. Now, we're going somewhere with this. The Spirit of God is going somewhere with this because he's really taking this because I wouldn't plan on even articulating this at all. But he's going somewhere in the areas of dealing with spiritual warfare because we need to understand how to do and how it works. So when we begin to see and understand and comprehend that intimacy uh, 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 is worship. So to worship God in spirit and truth, that means um, there's nothing I'm hiding from God. If I'm hiding something, I cannot worship him in spirit. I'm worshiping him out of my soul or out of my flesh, which is unacceptable uh, from God. Now, do Satan knows that? Absolutely. Do Satan understands it greater than we do? So, therefore, therefore, his goal is to get me to violate the structure and the order that God has established for me to commune with him, to fellowship with him, and to worship him. He said, there's a day that's going to come, God's going to have true worshipers, worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth, not in soul in truth, not in body in truth, not in emotions in truth, not in your affections in truth, out of spirit. Spirit and truth. So in order to worship God in spirit, that means my body must be in divine alignment with my soul, my soul must be in divine alignment with my spirit, and my spirit must be in alignment with the Holy Spirit. And now God have direct access to my constitution, and my constitution have direct access to God by way of the blood of the Lamb that has cleansed me and washed me and purged me from all unrighteousness. Now my spirit can take me into the throne of God. But Satan understands that. So what he does, he lies to us, he manipulates us, and he deceives us. The Bible talks about it in the book of Revelation when the war was in heaven between uh, Michael and the angels of God, and the angel of God, uh, and, and Michael against uh, Satan and, his, and the fallen angels, rather. There was war, and he got kicked out of heaven. And he was cast down to the earth, the scripture says. And the Bible said, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. For sin has come down with great wrath. He comes down to deceive the nations. He's a deceiver. And this is the, the strength of Satan is deception. The strength of Satan is deception. Remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, uh, Matthew 28 said he rose with all, all authority. He didn't rise with all power. Those that read this on the King James Version, it says power. But the, the original language there is not a deutimus. It is azusa. Exusa, which means authority. There's a distinction between authority and power. So he rules with all authority in heaven and in earth, the scripture says. And so therefore, Satan still have power. He didn't take Satan's power away from him. He took Satan's authority away from him. The distinction between authority and power, authority is the right to use power. The right to use power. You have to have the right to be able to go and put on a police uniform. If you have not gone to the academy, then you are a liar, a manipulator, a deceiver. You don't have a right to put that uniform on. If, you, if you're a doctor, a surgeon, and you've gone to school, and you've got your degree, and you've gone through uh, uh, the training that you need to go through, and you've gone through... 
uh, uh, I don't forget what they call it, that the, 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 the mentorship program, I forgot what they call it. But after you've gone through that, and, and now you're getting ready to have surgery, uh, to perform surgery, you are legitimate. If you have not gone through the process, you are not legitimate. You're not an authority, authoritative doctor, a legitimate doctor, one that is qualified to exercise power. A person can read medical books, can do the same thing that the doctor did, can do the same thing, and can probably become a great surgeon, but he don't have the authority to do surgery on absolute nobody. He got the power, but he don't have the authority. He has not been given the authority to perform surgery by the board that qualifies him and give him his legal documentation that we acknowledge that you are a legitimate doctor. Authority. Satan's authority has been taken away from him. He's not legitimate in this earth. He's wrecking havoc in the earth realm, but illegitimately. And let me put it this way. Illegitimately, but yet legitimately. So what do you mean, how, how could it be illegitimately, but yet legitimately? What makes a human being leg, a legitimate, legit, is by being born here. The earth is the Lord and the fullness of the earth, but God, according to the book of Psalms, chapter 8, if I'm not mistaken, has placed his creative work in the hands of man. In the hands of who? Man. Not Satan, not the fallen angels, not even the angels of heaven, but in man. The creative work of God has been placed in the hands of men of the authority of man. So therefore, Jesus, when he conquered, uh, went to the Calvary's cross. He went to Calvary's cross to defeat Satan and to defeat sin because of Adam's sin. He defeated Satan and sin. When he rose from the dead, he rose him with authority. The authority he gave the original man, Adam, he regained it back through his death, barrier, resurrection, ascension, and an enthronement. But he did not take the power back from Satan. So Satan is illegal. The only people that's legal to function in the earth is human beings. And the only way that God is legal to function in the earth is through relationship with the human that he created. Are, are you getting this? It's have everything to do with spiritual warfare. You've got to understand the fundamentals of spiritual warfare. Your right to be able to fight. Your right to be able to take a go. Because I'm giving you a little history here so you can understand the foundation of it. So therefore, Jesus took back the authority. He didn't take back the power. So the only people that have a right to exercise authority in the earth is human beings. Now, that's why Jesus had to become a human being. Uh, God had to become a human being, brother. Uh, I wouldn't say a human being, but he became flesh, a human. So he was a God-man. He was a God-man. Just like Adam. Adam was a God-man. God formed Adam's body out of the dust of the ground, breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, and the Bible said Adam became what? A living soul, not a living spirit, a living soul. His body was animated the moment the breath of God touched his body. And out of the breath touching the body, a soul was created. And all of us is a living soul. We are a personality. A soul is a personality. 
You can see, hear, smell, taste, feel. We're a person living in a physical body. When a man dies, the person still lives. The person will go to heaven or hell. The body stays here, but the person still lives. When you begin to remember the, the, uh, in the book of Luke, I think chapter 16, the rich, uh, 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 not rich young ruler, but the king and Lazarus, the beggar, Lazarus died, the king died, the rich man died, Lazarus went in the bosom of Abraham, the rich man went to hell. And there was a gulf between both of them at the time. And the reason there was a gulf between them he, and, 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 and Lazarus went to paradise is because Jesus had not died yet and rose yet. So that time, everybody went down. Nobody went up at that time. Nobody went to heaven at that time. Everyone went down at that particular time. And uh, uh, to confirm that the Bible letter will be established by two or three witnesses, uh, when we begin to understand when, when Saul was uh, demon-possessed and wanted to hear from God, and, and God wasn't speaking to him, God withdrew himself from him. He went to the witch of Endor. Everybody remember that. And the witch began to call up. He disguised himself and began to call up the man that owns this right here. Call him up. It was Samuel. And she called him up and saw the face of Samuel. She got scared and said, why would you deceive me? And so she called them up, which really, I, I can't see a witch called up a man to God. I believe it was a familiar spirit. But nevertheless, I want to get into that. So everybody went down until Jesus rose from the dead. Now everybody goes up. And when he rose from the dead, the Bible said many rose from the gra- out of the ground and went throughout Jerusalem as a witness. So he rose. He led captivity captive. He set the captives free from uh, that particular region. And now they ascend. Uh, now let's move on to spiritual warfare. Let me con- continue this and complete this, and then we'll deal with spiritual warfare. And maybe we can pray in war and battle for some of you that's on this line that need uh, God to break through on your behalf. We want to teach you how to war. We want to teach you how to battle. And understand your rights in spiritual warfare. That's what makes spiritual warfare work. You understand your right to fight. Your right to battle, your right to bind, your right to loose. And understand that doing it legally so you don't experience satanic and demonic backlashes. A lot of people experience a lot of backlashes. And a lot of people, uh, 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 I'm, I'm in relationship with quite a few people in the areas of deliverance. Our bishop, uh, they are strong in the areas of uh, deliverance. They have uh, what well, they more prophetic but they have that dimension uh, that's connected to their ministry, deliverance, and uh, and healing is part of that. Uh, God has graced me to flow in that, cast out many, 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 many demons uh, before, and you move from just casting out demons to me, that's the lowest level of deliverance, uh, casting out demons. The highest level of deliverance is when you move and start dealing with uh, uh, a force of darkness in, in, in the astral uh, region or in the heavenly regions. Uh, 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 God will elevate you to that particular place and give you a grace and anointing to be able to deal with things in the, uh, from a territorial perspective. But nevertheless, uh, I don't want to get into all of that, but going back to uh, your right, Jesus being raised from the dead, he rose with authority, not power. And so therefore he had delegated the authority to the church. Uh, who do men say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, the flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father which is from heaven. He says, behold, you are Peter, I'm going to build my church, 
and he says, uh, I give you unto you the keys of the uh, of the kingdom of heaven. I give to you the keys, the authority. Keys always represent authority. Keys always represent authority. If you legally have keys, if you have keys, you have a car, you have keys. You have a home or apartment, you have keys. The reason you have that, the key to that apartment, because you sign a covenant agreement uh, with the uh, the bank or the ownership of that apartment, you have a house, you have keys. Uh, you have a building, a church building, you have keys. Keys, uh, that means nobody can open and have a right to go into that house but the one that have the keys. No one have a right to drive that car but the ones that has legal keys. I better say it that way, legal keys. And so, you have legal keys. It is your vehicle, So, but I can allow someone to drive my vehicle, even though they are not the owner of the vehicle, but I can allow them to drive it. I can allow them to drive it. Let's look at it this way. Before I married my wife, I had a vehicle. When I married my wife, now, even though it wasn't her vehicle, by way of covenant, it becomes her vehicle. By way of marriage, it becomes her vehicle. Now, I'm going to show you how Satan operates and how God operates. Now, I have a vehicle, but I married her. When I married her, what did I do? I entered into a covenant relationship with her. When I enter into a covenant relationship with her, what is hers become mine and what is mine become hers. Are you understanding? Now, what gives Satan, if Jesus rose with all authority in heaven and in earth, in heaven and in earth, who uh, have the authority in the earth? Human beings. Especially the human beings that is born again. But yet, sinners have a legal right because they are human beings. They have a legal right. That's why it shines upon the just and the unjust. The just is a human being. The unjust is a human being. One just has come to the light. The other one have not come to the light. One is in darkness and one is in light. But both of them is human beings. Are, are, are you getting this? Now, watch this right here. So, so in order for God to do anything in the earth, he needs a human being. He needs a human being, which is a legal authority in the earth because he placed everything he created in, under the hands of a human being. So when God needs to do something, what he does, he finds a human being that will covenant with him. Just like when I asked Kathy to marry me, she covenanted with me. She entered into a covenant relationship with me. Now everything that I have is hers. And everything that she have is mine. And that's how we really live in, uh, in our marriage relationship. And I believe that's one of the reasons why a lot of marriages don't work, because people get married, but they get married, but they, don't, they, they still lay hold of ownership to the things that they had before they got married. And they don't see what they had, they have, before they got married, now belongs to their spouse. They don't see it that way. And marriages will never work that way. Relationships will never work that way. Because people don't understand covenant. And that's one of the problems with the church. And so, therefore, what happens when there is a disagreement, whatever the case may be, this is my car. This is my, 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 my. 
No, it's not. Biblically, it's not. It's you all. It's not yours. It's not hers. It's you all. The Bible says, let us make man in our image. Now, let me, God just said, let me make man, because God don't see himself, uh, 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 I'm the head of the Godhead, the word right here, which is my son, is second, the Holy Spirit. Me and my father, we are one. My son is one with me. I am one with my son. My son is one with me. But not married folks who made an image in the likeness of God. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And let, no, it was good. He didn't say let Adam, he said let them have dominion. Let them have dominion of the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28. Let them, let them, let them. The power is in the them. The power is not in the him. The power is not in the her. Let them. So when I married Kathy, uh, or she married me, I asked her to marry me, she agreed to enter into a covenant relationship with me. So I brought everything that I own, I brought it into this relationship. Everything she owned, she brought it into this relationship. So it's no longer mine it is no longer hers. It is an our thing. So when God entered into a relationship with a human being, he entered a relationship with a human being by way of the new birth, being born again. How he entered a relationship in the Old Testament, he found the man named Abraham to covenant with him, and that's how the Jewish nation was birthed out of a covenant relationship with a human being and a God. Yeah, God and a human being come into relationship, birthing a nation out of this relationship. The Jewish nation is birthed out of a relationship with God and a man named Abraham. The Arab nation was birthed by the same way. Through Abraham's disobedience, yielding to his wife, he yielded out of order. He yielded out of order. And any time you do anything out of order, ladies and gentlemen, it is satanic. It is, not, it is not spiritually induced nor inclined. It's satanic. So Ishmael was birthed out of Abraham, yielding out of sight of the order of the authority of God. Can you see how Satan operates? His ultimate goal is to manipulate us, to manipulate us to yield or to do something outside of the order of God, making you think it's okay, using your reasoning faculties, but not using your spiritual faculties or your reasoning faculties subject to the Spirit of God. So he covenanted with a man. The Jewish nation was, birthed, was brought in, into existence. Now, who is the authority out of the relationship? God is the authority. He came to a man, revealed himself to a man, and said to this man, if you would do this, and watch it right here, what solidifies every covenant is obedience. What solidifies every covenant is obedience. What, what, what calls God to become a legitimate, legit in the earth realm by Abraham doing what God asked. When Abraham did what God asked, now Abraham have a legal right to God, and God have a legal right to Abraham. Get thee out of thy 
uh, from that father's house and get me out of that country. Get me out of that country and out of that father's house and go into the place that she'll tell you. The Bible says Abraham got up and went not knowing where he was going. So here he's obeying a superior entity, God himself. His obedience uh, solidifies our arm in covenant. And that's exactly what Satan did with Eve. Exactly what it, it's, uh, uh, Satan did with Eve and Adam in the Garden of Eden. First with Eve, and the devil manipulated Eve to manipulate her husband. And then Satan now has a legal right into the earth. This is, there was their obedience. Who, did, who you obey reveals who your God is. I'm going to say it again. Who you obey reveals who your God is. That's how Satan operates. He manipulates us to obey him. Our obedience to Satan is our disobedience to God. I'm going to say again. Our obedience to Satan is our disobedience to God. Are you getting this? Are you hearing this? I pray that you get it today so you can understand how the warfare operates, how Satan manipulates churches, Businessmen and women, he always manipulates from something from this realm because he's the god of this world. So he became the god of this world. Adam was the god of this world, not Satan. Adam was the god of this world. Let us make man in our image and our likeness, and let them have dominion of the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth and over all of the earth. And when he submitted, when he submitted to his wife, and the wife submitted to the devil. Authority changed hands. The authority that God gave Adam now was given to Satan. Now Satan had a legal right into the earth. And as a result of sin, as a result of them obeying Satan, sin came into the world and death by sin. Men began to die. Because the nature of Satan is death. And death is simply a separation from God. That's all death is. It's a separation from God. Everybody separated from God is spiritually dead. Satan was kicked out of heaven, so he died. He still exists. He just disconnected from God. And all the angels that God created that went with Satan, they're a dead spirit. They are dead angels. Still have power. But they are dead because they are separated from God. And that was a manipulation. And anytime you and I obey Satan at that moment, we experience a dimension of death until we acknowledge it, repent of it, and ask God to forgive us, then we are brought back into life, reconnected in fellowship, relationship with God. I know the Spirit of God is speaking to you, and I know the Spirit of God is opening up your understanding. This thing is becoming clear to you. I know it's becoming clear. It's got to become clear in order for you and I to advance the kingdom, in order for you to be successful. I heard about to be wrestling against flesh and blood. We quote those scriptures, but still wrestle. <laughs> it's fascinating, isn't it? We, we wrestle against flesh, but we still wrestle against flesh and blood. And Satan comes to manipulate the human race. He is a manipulator of the human race. Why? He hates the human race. Why do Satan hate the human race? Because the human race was made in the image and the likeness of God, the one that had him kicked out of heaven. So his ultimate goal is to steal, kill, and destroy the human race who's made the image and the likeness of God. Now how witchcraft works. 
Now, let's, take, let's continue to show you how Satan legally came to the earth. First of all, he legally came into the earth by getting Eve to disobey God and to obey him. So now he have a legal channel into the earth through the human race who's legal, who, who's born here legally. Satan wasn't born here. Adam was created from this realm, and everybody from Adam was born into this realm. Satan was not born in the earth. He had no legal right. But the only way of legal right is he got to manipulate somebody like Eve and Adam to turn the authority that God gave them over to Satan. So what makes, uh, why we see so much chaos and confusion and destruction in the earth, but yet God took authority from Satan, but yet we see his power. Okay, so is he illegal? Yes. Is he legal? Yes. Wait a minute, you just said he was illegal. He is illegal. Jesus rose with all authority. So he's illegal. But you just said, is he illegal? I said yes. Is he legal? And I said yes. Can he be both? Yes. How can he be both? Okay, Jesus rose with all authority. He took back the authority from Satan that Adam gave him when he rose from the dead. So he's illegal. If he's exercising authority, he's exercising illegally. But then you just said, is he legal? You said yes. Yes, he is legal. But what makes him legal? Because just like God found the man named Abraham and entered a covenant with him, he found people to enter a covenant with him. That's where the witches and the warlocks come in. A witch covenant with Satan. A warlock covenant with Satan. And a witch and a warlock is the same thing. A warlock is just a male witch, and, and, and a witch is a female <laughs> witch. <laughs> so he find men and women to covenant with him. So he can become legal. And all that he can become legal is because these are human beings that is born into the earth, give him a legal right into the earth because they covenant with him. And that's what Satan tried to do with Jesus when he tempted him in the wilderness of temptation. If you would bow down and worship me, I would give you all the kingdoms of this world. Try to manipulate Jesus. He said, because it has been given to me to give it to whosoever I will. It's been given to me to give it to whosoever I will. Now watch it. It's been given to me. So that means somebody's higher and greater than him had to give it to him. He didn't say I was born with it. He didn't say I was created with it. He said it's been given to me. And I can give it to whosoever I will. Do that make any sense? If it's been given to you, then I need to serve the one that gave it to you. I need to be looking at the one who gave it to you. So therefore, if you bow down and worship me, and I will give you. I will give you. Just like God. He's only, only mimicking God. God to Abraham, if you will leave that uh, uh, country, that father's house, and go into the land that I show you, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to make your name great, and I'm going to bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And your descendants are going to be as, as, as numerous as the stars in heaven as from the, uh, sand upon the seashore. Now, here is the supernatural God. Here's a God that's promising him something if you obey me. 
Satan comes around and do the same thing with Jesus. If you bow down and worship me, I will give you. God is offering Abraham something from this realm. Satan is offering Jesus something from this realm. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen? Are you comprehending the Holy Spirit today to understand the nature of this thing, how this thing works? And Jesus said, you shall worship the Lord thy God and him only shall I worship and you worship, Satan. So I will give you. So just like God promises Abraham, if you covenant with me, I will give you. He go to witches and manipulate witches and warlocks, people of darkness, and say, if you uh, uh, obey me, I'll give you power. If you do A, B, C, D, I will give you more power. When they get that power, if you do A, B, C, D, I give you more power. And I give you more power. I give you more power. And he always asks for a sacrifice. Give me a blood sacrifice, and I give you this. Kill a cow, I give you this. Kill a dog, I give you this. Kill a cat, I give you this. And then, if you want even more power, kill a human being. And I'll give you more power. That's why we see all these people uh, being missing. And, and people hurt me in that teaching this area here hurt me share these principles. Uh, uh, I don't know if they put on milk cartons because uh, I don't uh, uh, drink milk. But you see all these people uh, faces on milk cartons and faces on post uh, post uh, cards that comes in the mail or posted all over the the the, uh, the, the mail station. You got people posted missing, 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 missing. Those people are missing because they've been kidnapped. And they've been reserved for what they would call high holy days in the realm of darkness. Christmas is a high holy day. Resurrection Sunday is a high holy day. Excuse me. And it duplicates really the feasts of, of God, the festivals of, of the Old Testament, which the Jewish nation still keeps today, the uh, majority of them. So there are certain high holy days that the Day of Atonement is another day. Satan requires a human sacrifice. He requires a male on Christmas Day, the day that's been set aside for the worship of the Lord. So the people have been set aside, and they've been kept alive until those high holy days, and they sacrifice these people. And their blood is spilled, poured on the altar, and the majority of the time they drink their blood, and Satan empowers them. But the average Christian have absolutely no clue what's going on. We just go to church. And oppressed and depressed, and don't know why I'm oppressed and depressed, and we just go to church. Don't understand the workings and the manipulation of darkness has been assigned against us. Let's go back to now we see how Satan comes in. He's legal, but yet he is illegal. But Jesus took all authority. All authority, the scripture said, in heaven and earth belongs to God. All authority. He was a human being. God became a human, a God-man. Amen. And he took sin upon him. He went to Calvary's cross. He shed his blood for the remission of sin. Not sin for the church, but the sin of the world. People, that's every human being he died for. But they're blind. The Bible says God is the word has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Now how do Satan blind our mind? He blinds the mind with this realm. He blinds the mind with checking your body. 
your finances, your marriage, your children, that you care more about than God. He make you, I almost say make you, he can't make you do anything because God can't even make you do anything because you have a will. But he manipulates you to love your spouse more than God. He manipulates you to love your children more than God. He manipulates you to love money more than God. He manipulates you to love your health more than God. He manipulates you to love a house more than God, a car more than God. Yet you manipulate you to, and lie to you. You are never going to mount to You're never going to be a success. He's a manipulator. Let me give you an example. Talk to a young man. Uh, 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 member of our church on 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 last night, uh, uh, talking to him, and he's uh, 24 years old, and he's 24, and he uh, he's driven to become a success, and have no clue what success is. They hear me talk about it all the time, but they can't comprehend it because their their mind is blinded. Their mind is blinded. Watch this right here. I said, why does it seem like you're so driven? I, I, you know, it, it, it was, I, I got to, you know, uh, I just got to go to another level. I just, I, I, uh, I feel like it's my time to go to another level. I'm 24 years old. I'm listening to him. I said, why do you, you feel so driven? To 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 be to to get a house and and, and to be successful. So he made a statement. He said, I suppose because I've been around people that have experienced success. That was good. I thought it was excellent. What he said. I said to him, you've been around people and we need to be around people that is successful that will provoke us to be better, to go higher. All of us should. I said, but the people you've been around that have experienced a level of major success is they success from this realm or the realm of God? Is they success natural or is it spiritual? I said, mm. I said I'm going to show you something. I got married at the age of 30. When I was your age, his age, I was totally sold out to God. Living a fast and prayer life, living a fast prayer, totally dedicated myself to God. Didn't have no home, didn't have nothing. When I married my wife, I had nothing. People I graduated from school, all of them had superseded me. They had better, they had jobs, because I was called into the ministry, serving my man of God. Uh, jobs, had graduated from college, they had uh, some married, got their own home, started children. I'm single, no children, not married. Serving my man of God. I get married at the age of 30. When I get married at the age of 30, that's when the enemy starts bombarding me. Look, what what do you have to show for serving God and your man of God all these years? And man, you tell me, and then watch this right here. Here is the manipulation. The manipulation is right here. All of Basically, every man say, okay, when I get married, this is what I want. From a young kid, I want to be able to, when I get married, I want to have my house, have a car. When I get married, I want to bring my wife into my castle. This is what I have provided for you. That, that sounds like success, right? Success is only what God has appointed for you. If you don't get that, you're going to be tricked and manipulated. 
I shared with him, I said, now, I got married at the age of 30. You 24. You married now. I wouldn't even marry. I think he got two cars. They already paid off. He's not paying any payments at 24. Way beyond me. Way beyond me in this realm. Okay, I got married at 30. And where am I today? Basically, everybody, I don't know where everybody's located, but the majority of people I went to school with that I've been coming in contact with, I have superseded everybody. Everybody in this realm. In this realm. But it seemed like everybody superseded me in this realm when I was his age. Success is what God has ordained for you. Success is what God has appointed for you. So his father is very successful. And so he's marrying himself with his father. He's marrying himself with his grandfather. He's not marrying himself with God. And I told him it'll never happen. Because your motive is wrong. Because it sounds, I said, you are so driven. It sounds like you trying to prove something to somebody. It'll never happen. Being a man of God, it'll never happen. Now, he can backslide, and, write it, it, and it can happen. But being in the will of God, being a man of God, it'll never happen. Now, how God chose it for me, he chose me to get married at 30. And where, I'm going to say he chose, but I believe he put it in my heart, because I didn't want to get married. I wanted to build my relationship with God. That's, that's why he took me. He took everybody a different route. That Kath and I will build together. Kath and I will accomplish together. God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So what people see that I have accomplished, Kath and I accomplished together. Kath is not a business-minded person, not even a little bit. That's not her grace. Now, basically everything that I have, when it comes down to finances, basically the Basically, all of the money that comes into this house has come through me. But you'll never hear me say that. It's us. Because she plays a role. Her role may not be bringing the money in and, and into business, but she helps me with this family. We are a team. So when... when I speak to my siblings or my parents. This is what God has done for us, not me. Us. We're a team. Even though her role is not financially, business, even that's not her role, but she plays a role. We're a team. Uh, are, are, are you getting this? So Satan comes to manipulate and drive us from this realm. We call it, if I got my house up, I got my car. Success is an intimate relationship with the Most High God. Your obedience. You obeying Him. You loving Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And loving your neighbor as yourself. If you can do that, that's success. But Satan comes to manipulate us. And so therefore, what happens is this right here. When I'm driven like that, I don't even realize and understand that I'm giving room to Satan. It's the little thoughts you pay no attention to. 
How can I give you uh, 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 room to say this? It, don't the Bible want me to be successful? Don't God want me to have a house? Don't God want me to have a car? God, God wants you to have him. He created this earth for us. This earth don't belong to Satan. He created this earth for us. For us to enjoy this earth. He wants us to enjoy life. He's the God of life. He don't want you to go after life. He don't want you to go after his creation. He wants you to go after him who created it. So, so you, and you really can't enjoy it unless you have him. Enjoy life through him. Enjoy family through him. But Satan is a manipulator. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he uses things in this realm. He used something to manipulate Eve that was created. God knows if you take, uh, uh, eat, from this, uh, the, uh, eat from this tree, you're going to be just like him, knowing good and evil. He don't want you like that. He don't want you to be, know good and evil just like him. He don't want you to be just like him. So he used something that was created. Satan will always use something that is created to manipulate you from your, your God-ordained relationships. What destroy relationships? Three things. You can trace it by, these three things you can trace it by the destruction of almost every relationship. Money, women or men, opposite sex or same sex, those that's gay and pride. You can trace every failure in relationship back to one of these three. Money, and I see this in a lot of marriage, especially with women, more than men. The devil uses women, manipulate women with money more in a marriage than men. Because women's more caught up with paper, uh, being uh, 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 caught up with the Joneses. They got to have the latest per- purse, the latest pair of shoes, the latest what it could. The average man got men like that too, but you usually see women how the devil manipulate. And then, and then the enemy comes with with a man pride and the opposite sex, and same thing with women too. Same thing with women, but more more with men pride because. A man feels good when he accomplished something. I look what I come because God created us that way. But the problem is we allow it to dominate us. Men are task oriented. Men is accomplish oriented. A man felt like a failure if he's if there's no seeing like there's no progress. That's why men the majority of men that pastors a church, they give up and quit. We don't see the church growing. Because their success is built into their church and not their relationship with God. That's why they fail. Man, because they measure themselves with other pastors. This, this, is, this is to manipulate with men. Then if, a, if, a, if the wife is making more money than a man, the man feels less than a man. My wife makes more money than me. Man, I, I got to do something. So he go make work two and three jobs so he can just make more money. A manipulation. He's dominated by this realm. He's controlled by this realm. Are, are you hearing the Holy Ghost today? From the manipulation of the powers of darkness. And so that reveals that he's not strong in God. When a man is strong in God, he understands he's the man. He's the authority. It doesn't matter who makes the most money because the money is ours. It ain't mine, it ain't her. And that's what happened with Captain and I when we first got married. I was a traveling evangelist, and God spoke, don't go back on the road. So therefore, for a season, God had me 
uh, preparing for the next phase of our life. Kathy was the only one that was bringing the money in. I, I preach a little bit here and a little bit here, what the case. But she was bringing the majority of the money in, in the household. But you know who managed the money? Me. You know why I managed the money? Because that's my grace, and that's not her grace. So it so it was our money. It wasn't her money. It was our money. How many women can do that? Turn your whole paycheck over to your husband if that's his grace. I really wish it was Kathy's grace. Really do. And and he manages everything. Could you do that? That you see that this is not your paycheck? That is your husband. And now God has uh, graced me uh, to make more money than Kathy in leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. But you'll never hear. She, she, my wife never heard me say, this is my paycheck. She never heard me say that. We've been married February 26 years. I don't even talk like that. I don't talk like that. We have several vehicles, and uh, and uh, I bought her vehicle that I drive the majority of the time, uh, uh, SLK, hardtop convertible uh, Mercedes, I, and I drive uh, S550. God graced us and has elevated us. Uh, I never say, uh, now you can't drive my car, because I never... I never talk like that. That's my car. She don't talk like that. That's my car. She when she get ready to leave from time to time, she said, "I'm I'm taking a sports car." Uh, she goes, "I'm going to take the S class." I don't ever say, "No, don't drive that." If I say don't drive because I'm getting ready to do something, I'm getting ready to take it to the shop, get alignment, or get something done to it. The case maybe we don't live that way in my household. But that's how the enemy come and manipulate. He is a master manipulator, ladies and gentlemen. He's a master deceiver. And every male gender that's listening to on this broadcast today and that will come on this broadcast later through the archives and listen to it again, listen, you are the man of God. And being a man of God, being the head of your household, doesn't mean you dominate, control, and manipulate. The authority that God has given you as a husband is to use that authority to bring the family together, to use that authority to build your spouse and to build your children. He used that authority to bring them into oneness with you, to bring them into unity with you, that it, you all will be a unit. It ain't a me and a you thing. It's a us thing. The power's in the us. Let them have dominion. The power's in the them. So if Satan knows that the power's in the them, then what he's going to do? He's going to try to get one of the couples to covenant with him. If a woman is dominated by money, she just covenant with Satan. If a man is dominated by pride, or the lust of his flesh, he just covenant with Satan. For Satan to come in and to be the controlling factor over his life. Even though you're still married, even though you're still saved, uh, confessing salvation, but that's how you do it. You do it ignorantly. You don't, sometimes you, don't, you have covenant, don't even know you're covenant with Satan. That's what you call blind witchcraft. There's, there's a thing that in, the, in the realm of darkness called direct witchcraft and indirect witchcraft. Indirect witchcraft is blind witchcraft. That is when you touch something that, that a curse has been put on, you handle something, or the curse has been put on, and, and it only can affect you if you have sinned against God and have not repented. That's how it works. That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it works. Well, I'm exactly almost seven minutes over my time of sharing today. If there's anyone online that desire prayer for anything, uh, you sense there's something 
that's demonic, that's an operation in your life, and you need something broken off of you, we will help you do that today. We're not going to take a long time. Uh, uh, and this is what I tell people when I even pray for people. I don't, I'm not beg nobody to pray for them. God don't need to be healed. God don't need to be delivered. You do. And so a lot of times people beg me, come on in line. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, God want to bless you. And they look around and see who's going to get up first and, and another person get up and, and, and look for another person. When I see that stuff in my church, I said, nobody else come. I said, nobody else come. It grieves me. It's like God is begging himself to heal something. I can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend that mentality. I can't comprehend it. Not at all. Well, we do have a, uh, a caller today that desires uh, uh, prayer. Uh, uh, area code 832. What do you desire the Lord to do for you today? Um, any demonic attacks toward me? Um, no, it can't be prayer. any. Let me show everybody. Please listen to how God operates. Okay. It has to be something specific that you know that is attacking you. You can't hit and miss. You can't say okay. any. Because there's thousands and millions of forces of darkness that attacks us. I gotta know what it is. The okay, attack that I... may be in my mind. The the attack may be in my mind. I'm struggling with unforgiveness. And when people struggle with something it's hard for them to do a thing, that's demonic activity that is present. Or it may be a persistent thing that's taking place in your life. Uh, uh, could be a per- something being persistent in, in your body, and a persistent attack. Say you just can't shake this thing that's uh, in your body. It could be an attack of oppression that's been attacking you. Uh, maybe a, an attack of uh, worry, anxiety. It just seems like you just can't stop worrying, and, and, you, and, and you, you try to stop, and, and see, like, you just, it's just driving you, and just you just can't stop. So you got to be something specific. Okay, um, I started a new church, and when I that night when I went to bed, um, the first day, a demon came to my sleep and said, I'm going to destroy you. And that sounds, that's, let me share this with you. That's that's good. You a pastor? No, I'm not. So you said when you started your church? No, I, when I started a new church. I moved to a new town and started into a new church. And um, I was, uh, when I went to sleep that night, that's when it came to my sleep. Then I'm going to destroy you. Okay, so you moved to another town and you uh, um, became a member of a new church. Yes. Okay. Now, you, if you became a member of a new church and the devil said that, mm-hmm. most likely that is the church for you. Okay. Because most likely what God has for you, the mm-hmm. devil don't want you to get it. Okay. And so, therefore, uh, I'm going to uh, break this thing. And cancel this thing. Do you believe today that once I break this thing and cancel this thing legally, this thing would not come back? Yes. Now, the only way it can come back that you open up a legal door. And usually, I want everybody to listen to me on this line today. The, 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 the num- probably the number one legal door that opens up for Satan to legally attack us is unforgiveness. When people struggle with forgiving somebody, that is probably the number one door that opens up for the devil to come and attack people. And when he attacks you, he attack you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, relationally, economically, because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So my question would be to you, 
from your knowledge, is there's anyone that has hurt you, wounded you, that you have struggled forgiving them? Um, I try to release everything that anyone has done to me or I've done no, no, to No, 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 no. Listen to the question. I'm just asking you the question before I pray. If from your knowledge, is there's anyone that you know of that has hurt you, wounded you, that you are struggling with forgiving them? Yes, yes, yes or no? No, uh-uh. Okay, very good. And what's your name, your first name? Doris. Father, I lift up Doris before you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Doris belong to you. Doris is the purchased possession of Almighty God. So therefore, Lord God, by the shedding of Christ's blood, Doris legally belongs to you, her spirit, her soul, her body belongs to you, sir. So therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, I speak dichotomy, acrimony, segregation, in the midst of every satanic and demonic manipulation has been assigned to Doris. And Lord God, her connection to this church, I call down the judgment of God upon the powers of darkness that has been assigned to her, even now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare by the blood of the cross you are paralyzed, neutralized, and put to death now in Jesus' mighty name. And I speak, decree, and declare in the name of the Lord Jesus the cancellation of every force of darkness that will try to enter into the dream state. I say no more in Jesus' mighty name. And, Lord God, I decree and declare from this moment forth until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, or it's time for you to take Doris home. And she, when she lie down and sleep, I thank you, Lord God, for the administration of the inducing of the Spirit of the living God, inducing her dreams, inducing her visions in Jesus' name. Spirit of the living God, I thank you for moving upon Doris as she lie down and sleep. I thank you for peace. From this day forth, and I think of the angels encamping round about her when she lied on her sleep, not round, only round about her bedside, but her home, oh God, her dwelling place, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Lord God Almighty, I thank and I praise you, O God, for an open heaven over Doris' life. In the name of Jesus, I speak, decree, and declare the increase of the momentum of the light and the life of Christ in every area and facet of Doris' life, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray for the increase of the momentum of the manifestation and the demonstration of your kingdom in Doris' spirit, in Doris' soul, in Doris' body, in Doris' mind, her heart, even now in Jesus' name, her relationship, her health, and her finances in Jesus' mighty name. I speak and decree and declare, and I feel her by the atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's done. It is settled and it's sealed. For it is proper and it is lawful, and we permit it to be so from this day forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Now, just I want you to say, uh, 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 articulate, Doris. I want you to say, I agree with the prayer that was prayed. I agree with the prayer that was prayed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the reason I had Doris to say that is because the, it had to come out of her mouth. I prayed for her. I guarantee this thing has been broken. The Spirit of God now is moving in her life. And now when she said, I agree with it, what was articulated is like Doris articulated herself. And the devil's got to bike up because Doris have authority. And that's how the devil gets us. Try, try to manipulate us for not using the authority that we have. She have authority because she's a born-again believer. She has authority because Jesus, her Lord. And by she coming in agreement, that devil's backing up, backing up. And, and I guarantee you, she won't have no demonic dream tonight. I get that devil's not coming to her dreams tonight because she came in agreement. The authority of God has been released. That gives the Holy Spirit a legal right to begin to operate and the angels to begin to operate on her behalf. 
Now, this is what I want everybody to do on the line. Believe it, I've prayed for in the past, sir, and I haven't shared this. When, 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 you, when God manifests himself, go to the website and, and, and write out a testimony. And maybe have some testimony service from time to time uh, on, on, on the air. God bless you, Doris, and w- go ahead and walk in the strength and the power of what God just released in your life. God bless Hallelujah. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. If there's anyone else, uh, before I release you off of this line, anyone else that desires, uh, there may be someone in chat. I see quite a few people in chat. Uh, you, you need to uh, uh, type it out. And uh, type your first name. You have to do your last name. Just type your first name, uh, those that's in chat, and uh, what you sense that you probably need broken. If there's been any kind of attacks uh, in your life, uh, any area of life uh, uh, that you, you, you sense that's a demonic attack, uh, today is your day uh, for God to break through on your behalf. Today is your day. And I don't stay on this kind of stuff long, amen, because God's spoken already. It's up to you. And so if there's anyone in chat, I'm going to take a little time for you to type in chat. Uh, go ahead and do that. If there's anyone else online, which is my last time mentioning this for those that is on, on the broadcast, or live with me at this present time. But uh, uh, I'm going to just give the people on, online uh, uh, in chat um, maybe another minute or so. Once I see it, something, if I don't see anything, then we're going to uh, release you for the rest of uh, uh, today. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is this is how you experience and walk in the victory. Uh, now, Dodgers, you begin to talk about the attack. You have to rise up out of your mouth and say, you foul spirit, you have no right to my dreams. You have no right to my visions. You have no right to my mind. The first place that Satan attacks is always in the mind. you got to learn how to stop those thoughts that's in your mind. Say, you, you foul spirit. First thing going to do is lie to you about you. The second person you're going to lie to about is your spouse. He's going to lie to you about your children. If you're a pastor, he's going to lie to you about your leadership and a lie to you about your congregation. He's going, to, he's going to create circumstances for you to come in agreement with it. What you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste. So once you come in agreement with it, then it gives him a legal right to create it or to, or to solidify it. To solidify it. Never come in agreement with Satan. Never come in agreement with what he's saying. Never come in agreement with what you feel. Your feelings and emotions need to be delivered. Your feelings and emotions need to be brought up into the spirit of God that you sense by the spirit, but you're not sensing by your flesh. And everybody says, man, every time I get around brother, so-and-so, so-and-so, I always feel this. No, that's, that's you. That's you. That's you. So, so when God shows you something, when you begin to sense something by God, He's sensing, you're sensing it so you can do something about it, not talk about it. You have authority to break the powers of darkness off the individual that has been used by Satan. That's how this works, ladies and gentlemen. Well, since we have nobody in, 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 in chat today that needs uh, uh, a breakthrough in the areas, in the areas of the satanic and demonic manipulation attacks, well, this has been your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie, with the Master Key. I always enjoy uh, come and being with you and sharing the heart and the mind of God in the areas of prayer, intercession, warfare, and in uh, the areas of the supernatural. The supernatural has got to become natural to all of us, ladies and gentlemen, and God is increasing. And, but you all watch the uh, manifestation that's getting ready to take place in in uh, uh, Dara's life. Excuse me. Uh, what are you getting ready to do in her life? Uh, uh, there's some things that have taken place that really is like a yoke 
uh, 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 that's been surrounding her. I'm seeing this by the Spirit of God right now. It's like the pro- progress has been impeded. She, she tried to uh, every time she tried to progress, it seemed like she'd been pulled back. And 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 she get a little frustrated from time to time. I don't understand why it's so difficult for me to progress. And sometimes uh, 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 it's because of the manipulation of the powers of darkness. Because if you progress, the enemy know that the victory of Jesus is going to manifest over it, and he don't want you to experience the victory of Jesus, Doris. And so, but that prayer today that was released, the Holy Spirit's brick has already broken through. The angels are getting ready to start creating some things. And, and you'll get ready to experience uh, the judgment of God being released upon the enemies of your progress, the enemies of your destiny. The Lord God is releasing his vengeance upon that enemy even now. And you are breaking through in your mind. You are breaking through in your heart. And I believe God has something very special for you uh, uh, as you uh, get committed to this church that you're going to. And uh, as you get committed to it, uh, I believe God has something uh, not only for you, but you have something for them as you commit. And I believe you, your, your relationship with God is getting ready to explode uh, in a greater dimension. Let me give you these announcements once again, ladies and gentlemen. We have our watch night service um, uh, this coming Monday, Monday night. I'm looking forward to a powerful move of God. Uh, that's uh, going to be December the 31st at 10 p.m. at the Embassy Suites Hotel, Miami Airport location. 3974 South River Drive. If you have any questions concerning, you can call the administrative office. Um, uh, I don't know if we're going to be in Monday. Uh, we've got to probably be in for half a day or something. We've got to take care of some things. Um, but call the administrative office uh, or go to the website. And uh, if you have any kind of questions, uh, somebody give you a call. If you leave a message, somebody give you a ring back or, or, or go to the website, somebody will contact you. Watch that service. But that's all of those that do, do not have a church home. We're not trying to pull nobody from their church. You go to your church. Your church having a watch night service, you go there and be faithful and be loyal and be dedicated to your church. All right. So uh, we meet the last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of every month, and we change our uh, uh, number. The new number for the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is uh, area code 712-432-3900. Once again, 712-432-3900. The code is 28. 7381 pound, 287381 pound, uh, the code for the uh, uh, the prayer line on the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And uh, those of you that uh, desire to go back and um, uh, uh, pray along with us, uh, uh, you can go to the website and you'll see the codes, the um, the reference number, not code, the reference numbers. You'll see the reference number. You can click on either one of those reference numbers or, or dial either one of those reference numbers. It'll take you into that, that particular prayer. Pray along with us, and the power of God is going to flow with you and through you. Also, the playback number is area code 712-432-3903. That's the playback recorded uh, number. Uh, that's how you have to get into the playback number. Uh, area code 712-432-3903. It's the same identical code. Uh, 287381 pound. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we thank God for uh, you allowing us to serve you today. Uh, we will be back on with you on uh, Monday uh, night, which is going to be uh, watch night service, but we will do our broadcast from 6 to 7, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, join us Monday, Tuesday at 6 to 7. Uh, tell your family and friends all over the nation, if you've got other people from other parts of, of the country, uh, get them online. Uh, they can just call this particular number 
Uh, we'll call in number, area code 347-237-5493. And uh, anyone all over the world can get a hold, uh, get in, come log in and be with us. God bless you. Once again, this has been your host, Dr. J. McKenzie, the Master Key. My prayer that you have a glorious weekend and let your Sunday service and your watch night service having it. Let it be explosive. Let it be full of the love of God, the presence of God, and the power of God. Look forward to being back with you on Monday at 6 p.m. God bless you. Let the rest of your day be blessed.